0: Listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thanks to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, our listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast that presently has a little bit of cabin fever going on. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Um... We've we've officially we've officially crossed the Rubicon into being people that have uh, screens behind us so we can't see into our personal lives. Uh, Casey is at the uh, office, the former offices offices of ISIS, not the terrorist organization, but the Archer Squad.
1: Are they like the international secret?
0: You, you know, I knew one time, but I had to shove that information aside to remember things that mattered. Um, I I have the old school WWE uh, backdrop because I'm about to, about to cut a promo with Mean Gene Okerlund.
1: Uh ISIS and Archer stands for the International Secret Intelligence Service.
0: What was that last word?
1: Service. International uh, Secret Intelligence Service.
0: Well, good for them. Seems like they've really, really got it in the bag there then. Um, Casey, you want to we actually have a few things that have happened. If you want to talk about them,
1: uh, our friend Terry Taylor is uh, going to test the NBA draft waters.
0: Our friend Terry Taylor sure is going to test the NBA draft waters. He, along with Jordan Adams, both put their names in in the last ten days or so. Um, with, and I believe we touched on this last week, that with the the rules how they are now about. Putting your name in, getting a little guidance through the process, and getting some real legitimate feedback from the NBA, it makes a lot of sense to do so. Um, with the caveat being, also, you could find out that people think a lot more of you than you knew, and you can go be a professional. Obviously, and, we
1: hope to have them back next year, but yeah, it's good I, for them. I would, to-
0: I would like to have them back, but also, I understand if they if they get some get some real positive feedback that. May not be the best thing for them, and I got to understand that too. Um, feels like for Terry, especially, this is greasing the skids in terms of all right, this is what I need to work on uh, for my senior year. Likely going to be a lot of three point shooting, will be the big focus on him. His numbers that's the only spot his numbers dipped a little bit last year was his three point percentage. Partially because he was taking more of them as well.
1: And you're going to have to shoot threes if you want to play in the NBA today at his size. Sure six are, five, but six, six. Yeah, sure. 6'5", 6'6". Yeah. You're going to have to be able to shoot it.
0: But also, that's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, that's P.J. Tucker, small ball center for the Rockets size. I mean, that's that's who Terry's realistically going to be patterning his game after for the next level. And so...
1: But P.J. Tucker's just money from that corner.
0: It, I mean, he is. He absolutely is. But I think it's weird. And I think for both of them, it probably stinks a little bit this year just because the feedback is not going to be based on workouts and everything else the way it normally would be. It's going to be based on basically interviews because there's just not no a lot. Yeah, there's just not a lot you can do right now. And so that, that stinks from that point for for both of them. Uh but obviously wishing them the best and hopefully seeing them back with some things to work on next year, but we'll see. In the meantime, uh brought in a couple of big guys to open the spring signing period uh in the last week or so. Corbin Merritt to transfer from Oklahoma, uh 69245 can leap out of the Dudgum gym. Uh Big
1: tail
0: that can yeah. get up. Yeah, yeah. Old o- boy's got some hops. And then also Ibrahima Jarju, uh, uh prep school guy out of Georgia, will uh, be announcing his signing later on today, hopefully. Uh, another big guy, a uh, little bit less bulk to him than to Corbin, but another rim-protecting, shot-blocking, um, the the emphasis here has been pretty clear to me, and what we've chosen to to focus on and go after uh, with the first, I guess, four now signings of this season. Between those two and Mertie uh we need we're we're going after shot blocks, rim protection, rebounding, anything to ease the burden on Terry Taylor down low.
1: Well, I feel like we're pretty set on the wings with Taylor and Adams, and it's when you watch that last Murray state game, it was the guy they started at center. And then they had brought another guy that was just as good off the bench where I think they beat us. And if you can, you can fix those two spots. I think we've got a pretty good shot.
0: Bulk has always been our Achilles heel when it comes to really banging with the biggest of big teams. Like even, even when we had size, like Chris Horton, you know, Port was a big dude, but he was not a particularly muscle bound dude.
1: And our- he wasn't throwing anybody out of the way.
0: Yeah, our four that year was Kenny Jones, who was six six. So I mean, we just—that's—that's that's one of the things is getting those upper level physical specimens in to to really challenge for that next level. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what we have got going on here uh, with regards to our men's basketball recruiting. I think it's been I think it's indicative of what we are going to be expecting to to do next year, which is a challenge for titles.
1: It's the goal.
0: And is always the goal. In amongst all of this quarantinage and everything else, we have added an Assistant Director of Athletics and Chief Financial Officer who will in May 1st, Tim Naval coming to us from Ohio U. Excited to have him. I know, I know that uh, Sarah Robson and Katie Locke, who have both been doing a lot of the, the financial things, are going to be excited to, to have somebody back to take that away from them and let them focus more on the, the jobs that they do more on the day-to-day basis.
1: Maybe we'll get to meet Tim before Christmas, too.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be nice.
1: That'd be fun. I bet he would like that, too. I, I bet he would like to start working before twenty twenty one too.
0: I'll bet he would. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I, wonder
1: I hope he's is. a Reds fan.
0: Oh gosh, well, if he's a Reds fan, and I got you and him and Combs, that's gonna be that's gonna be miserable. I'm not gonna be happy
1: as as the Reds are winning the division, the what National difference? League, the World Series.
0: We're oh, are we just doing like a round robin this year? Because that's about all we're going to have time for.
1: Whatever. I mean, this is really going to screw up our uh, Nick Castellanos signing, our Trevor Bauer signing, our Shogo Akiyama and Mike Misaki signing. Gosh. Who?
0: who, Shogo what?
1: The Japanese guy we signed, signed the 31-year-old outfielder.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. I forgot all about him.
1: Who hit uh, like 400 in Japan two years ago. So, yeah, good for him.
0: Hey, why don't you tell us about your ethics paper since that seems like
1: something that you would have trouble with? Um, for my class currently, I have to write a personal research paper. Where I have to do a personal ethics statement, mission statement, cause statement, identify my 10 key values. And it's only six to eight pages worth of writing, and I don't know what to do. But I would, I I would, I'm looking forward to the 15 page research paper I have due next week because I can do that in a day and a half, but six to eight pages of an ethics paper is just halted production.
0: So what you're saying is, you know, you don't really know from ethics.
1: (sighs) I don't know. It's annoying. I feel like we could, it doesn't feel like it's a paper that we should be doing in a master's level class, but whatever.
0: Well, let's do something that's less annoying. Let's choose our quarantine house. If you guys haven't seen this, uh, earlier today on Twitter, at Let's Go P, uh, we put out these uh, quarantine house choices that seem to be so popular on the social medias right now. Each house consists of an admin, staff member, a male and female coach, male and female student athlete, and a wild card. Um, let's go down the list real quick. House 1. Gerald Harrison, Travis LeBlanc, Tiana Jewell, Tucker Weaver, Taylor Deadman, Zach Glotta, House Two, Marcus Hilliard, David Weber, Valerie Brown, Terry Taylor, Claire LaRose, Cedric McKinney, House Three, Lisa Tomitas Mark Hudspeth, Cassie Stanfield, Austin Lancaster, Fabian Schmidt, Jordan Harmon, House Four, Tar Feifler, David Midlick, Jessica Cathy, Kyle Anderton, My Perry Grimes, Ryan Combs, House five, Katie Locke, Dominic Bowman, Tracy Hosa, Malcolm Tipler, Jenny Garrick Bussey, Bud Jenkins, and House six, Katie Atheridge, Ross Brown, Taylor Mott, Javon Craig, Savannah. Va- Savannah Amato, and Joni Johnson. Casey, choose your quarantine house.
1: I think I'm picking House 1 or House 4. Those are my two options. And I think I know which one you're going to pick, so I will go with House 1.
0: I was... I was teetering between House 4 and House 5. But 4, I mean...
1: Four That's,
0: is hard to beat. Four is a juggernaut. I mean, it really it's a good one. It really is. You got, you got Tara and David, two of the most fun people that I know. Kyle Anderton, barrel of fun, always to be around him. Um, Combs and Jessica Cathy are good people. Combs can sing for you. Combs can sing for you. That's That's right. Combs must be putting time. on
1: quarantine concerts. Yeah, that, that is a big deal.
0: That you, you your entertainment factor is through the roof in that house.
1: You can get but some fun it, basketball stories from Coach Mid, I bet.
0: But also, I think with House Five, you've got a factor in that Bud Jenkins can fix literally everything, and House Six, you've got Joni, so no one's gonna get too sick either.
1: I think House One's kind of a could just be a wild card of fun.
0: I think it would. I think it would be a lot of fun to be in that house. I just. I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck with house four.
1: There's just four people in house one that are a whole lot of fun and Travis, Tiana, Tucker and Taylor, but it's just, how are they going to fit together? You know, how's the system going to work?
0: Wow. You're, you're, you're talking about fun and you're leaving out Gerald and
1: Zach Glotta. I was going to add Gerald, Gerald, the good thing Gerald's going to bring to that house. I feel like you're going to get a lot of fun stories out of Gerald from his days with Tennessee football and everything else he's done. And that would be interesting to me.
0: A lot of championships in the house. When you got Zach with a ring, Gerald with a ring, Travis with a couple. A lot of, a
1: lot of success there. Zach Galata could turn you into just a sharpshooter in the quarantine house. He could come out and just go try and, you know, bury some Wreck League threes.
0: Well, I'll bet Anderton can help me uh, buff up, and I'm sure my Perry can uh improve both my long and triple jump.
1: Coach Midley can teach you how to shoot too. I've watched him at a couple of our shoot rounds, and he is just money.
0: I mean, with golf being the ultimate quarantine sport, it feels like Jessica Cathy could probably help with that as well.
1: Coach Mid plays golf too, if you saw the video on his Twitter of him and uh I think it was Will they were playing some front yard golf a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh I didn't did not see that. Well what we're saying here is uh Go over to at Let's Go Pee on the Twitter machine and pick yours, cast your vote, and um, while you're doing that, we're gonna take a break and welcome in Elliot McCummings of the Austin Peay baseball team right after this. You're too bad. Normally this would be a time when Elliot McCummings and the baseball team would be preparing for a conference weekend uh with the end of the regular season quickly moving into sight, uh, the Govs will be jockeying for position in the OVC baseball standings, but this is not normal, and so far new normal. Uh, Elliot McCummings of the Austin B. Baseball team, newest assist- or second newest assistant coach, I believe, on the Austin B. Baseball team, uh, joins us for the PCAST this week. Uh, coach, how you doing?
2: I'm good, Colby. How's it going, man?
0: Doing pretty good. Uh, Let's talk about the grind of breaking into the collegiate coaching ranks. It's not as easy as just showing up and saying, hey, I'd like to be a coach now.
2: Yeah, you know, um, coaching is something I wanted to do since probably I entered college. Uh, I was super interested in it. And, you know, getting to the college level, you kind of got to go through the uh, volunteer process a little bit. Uh, That's what I'm doing right now. You know, you don't really make a lot of money to start off and, you know, you don't really get into college to to make a lot of money. But, you know, at the same time, I have a good support system behind me and, you know, they help me uh, when I need it. Um, And Coach Jansen has done a great job, you know, helping me as far as, you know, paying me by camps and, you know, things like that. Um, So, you know, I've been very fortunate with that. Um, But, you know, I enjoy it. You know, my job, I get to go to a baseball field every day and uh, do what I love. So, you know, I enjoy it.
0: Along the way, is there somebody who kind of prepares you when you when you say, hey, I want to go into coaching, to be like, look, this is not easy. This is not, you know, you're going to struggle a lot. You've got to, you're going to make, you're going to have to be prepared for that. Do, do coaches and do your mentors do a good job of preparing you for that life? Like, hey, if you, if you work and you grind at it, it'll be worth it, but it's going to take a while.
2: Yeah, uh, I talked to a few people before I started coaching. You know, they kind of warned me like, hey, you know, you got to be, committed to to this This is not something that you can just go in kind of, you know, just unsure about, you know, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Um, You know, you're going to have to, you know, especially as a volunteer, you're going to have to save up. You just can't go out spending a whole bunch of money. Uh, But, you know, they've, they gave me some great advice along the way. And, you know, I've kind of taken that advice and, you know, I've, I've been good so far. I've been really fortunate the last two years I've been a volunteer assistant. I've had no, you know complaints or anything from my end so I'm good. So.
0: how did playing division 1 prepare you for coaching at the division 1 level?
2: I would say, you know, not just at the division 1 level, but you know, any level, you know, you have to put the work, put the put the time and the work in, you know, to be successful. Um, you know, when you're in high school, you're probably the best player on your team. Um, and then when you enter college, everybody's the best player on their, their high school team. Um, and you have to put the time and, and the work in to, you know, be some, somewhat successful. Um, and I kind of use that as in coaching as well, you know, if I want to be a good coach or a good recruiter or whatever, I have to put the time and the work in to, uh, you know, be successful. And, you know, especially with my job, I run the camps, you know, I can't just say, I'm not really going to take the time to, you know, send out camp emails and things like that, because if I don't, then we're not going to have a lot of campers at camp. And, you know, that looks bad on me. So anything I do, just coaching wise, I just try to, you know, put my time and work in it into it and go from there. So
0: how did you develop a pet peeve about slides and slippers in the locker room? <laughs>
2: uh, so my biggest thing is I hate feet. Like I just, I don't like feet. Uh, and then just, just my personal opinion. I think slides and house shoes or slippers, whatever you want to call them, they belong just, slippers belong at the house and then slides belong at the beach or to stay at your house I mean that's my biggest thing I mean if you've seen some of the things our guys show up in to the locker room it's like who dressed you man like come on and uh they get they give me a hard time about it but you know I'm trying to you know I guess understand a little bit like these guys have Chacos or Burke, Burks or whatever they call them I don't even know but I just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. I don't, I don't really have a reason. It's just something that drives me crazy. I just can't stand feet. So.
0: It's wild that you can't stand feet when everybody I've talked to says, you've got to ask him about a shoe collection. The shoes are the thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it kind of started when I was in college. Um, you know, my freshman year, I got a job in the summer and, you know, had some extra money. like, so, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can uh, buy some shoes with the money I had. So bought some shoes. And, you know, I've always taken really good care of my shoes. Um, I think right now I have 22 pairs. But, you know, I've had some of them since, you know, my freshman year of college. Um, And, you know, I just enjoy shoes, you know, I just love the different colors about them. You know, the way they make you feel, you know, you put on a cool pair of shoes. And, you know, I, I feel like that makes you feel good sometimes. But, you know, I'm a big, big sneaker guy, or at least try to be. Um, so, but yeah.
0: What's your go-to pair?
2: Right now? Uh, I would have to probably go with the uh, Under Armour Hovers. They're super comfortable right now. Um, I think I have two pairs. I have an all-black pair, and then I have a grain black, black pair, excuse me. Um, but yeah, those are probably my, my go-to right now.
0: What's the best pair? What's the one you bust out for the special occasions?
2: Ooh, uh, probably the Jordan ones. Uh, I have the Jordan ones or I have the Jordan 11s. Uh, I only, I only bust those out a few times. I'm super scared to get them dirty, to be honest. Uh, but those are probably the two that I probably bust out, you know, on a special occasion.
0: That's two of the three goats right there. I mean, that's, (laughs) what pair do you have your eye on next?
2: Uh, I would have to go with the Jordan Threes. Um, not really sure what color I want right now. Um, I really, I've always wanted the Jordan Threes, just couldn't afford them. Um, but yeah, I've really wanted a pair of Jordan Threes for the longest time.
0: It's fun that Jordan is kind of your go-to sneaker because you are firmly Team LeBron in the great Jordan LeBron debate.
2: Yeah, how do I know this question was going to come up? I'm a, I'm a really big LeBron fan. You know, it's kinda when I was growing up, my dad used to take us to a big basketball tournament in New Jersey called Primetime Shootout. And when I was seven or eight, I believe, I got to see Carmelo and LeBron play against each other. And that was kinda before LeBron was the big time guy he is now. Um and that's where I kinda, you know, started liking LeBron and you know, I just I just don't understand how people could hate LeBron. He's just He's just a great player and he's a great person. And I mean, what could you what possibly could you say bad about LeBron is my thing. That's that's what I don't understand.
0: The only thing I could ever say was that it was kind of scummy the way he left Cleveland the first time. But he made good, he came back, he got him the title, so I can't even go there anymore, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, I guess the way he left Cleveland was was bad, but at the same time, you know, he ended up coming back, winning the championship there. Um, that's where he's from too. So,
0: when they do the ten part doc on LeBron in twenty years, like they're doing with Jordan in the Last Dance, what season do you hope they focus on? Ooh. Can I pick two? Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go 2017 season when he won the championship, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I want to see the first season when he went to the Miami Heat. I know that they didn't win it, but you know just how much hate that that team got and kind of how they got through it and just kind of see what they went through, you know, that season kind of, kind of seemed like a lot. Like I know at one point they went back to Cleveland and people were throwing batteries at them and things like that. So I wonder just what that season would be like.
0: That'd be a good one. Yeah. Austin P is your second stop along the OVC. Uh, You played at JSU, one of our obviously biggest rivals being Being on both sides of that now, what's that been like?
2: Uh, well, to start, it's definitely been weird. You know, I know I still know a few guys on you know that side, and just seeing them play, and you know, it's just weird being on the Austin Peay side now. Uh, But it's been good. You know, when I went to Jacksonville State, I had probably the greatest time of my life. Made some really really good friends, and then being here, you know, you know I've learned a lot from Coach Jansen, Coach Webb, and all those guys, and you know everybody. At Austin Peay has been nothing but good to me, so you know I have no complaints from you know either side. So,
0: you had to play at Chocoloco, uh during your playing career because they were doing the reno's to the to JSU's home stadium, right?
2: No. So my last year was the final year at Rudy Abbott, but the locker room situation that we had at Rudy Abbott was way worse than what you know what we had now or what we used to have. So.
0: Did it prepare you for the, uh, the clubhouse, Reno that's been hit by coronavirus?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So you know, when I, when I was at Jacksonville State, our locker room was so tiny. It was it was really tiny. It was really like you were getting dressed and you had to like bump and nudge people just to move in there. Um, there wasn't a lot of room. Um, but at the same time, we made it work. You know, it's not something we complained about or you know whine about but we made it work so you know it it definitely definitely i guess made us a little bit more tougher to say i guess i don't even know if that would make you tougher but i guess if it makes sense sure
0: what is your favorite word
2: favorite word i'm gonna have to go with grind
0: what's your least favorite word can't who or what inspires you oof
2: I'm gonna have to say my parents. Uh my parents have done a lot for me just over the you know the course of my you know, my lifetime and um they've been you know out, outstanding to me and you know so probably my parents.
0: What's the last book you read for fun?
2: Perfect baseball. Really? Yep. It's by uh Keith Law. It's basically just about how the old stats, you know, are kinda ruining the game, so to speak, and the new stats are kind of running the game. Um, so he gives, I guess, his opinion, opinion about just a a few of the old stats don't, that don't really work or, you know, you could use new stats, but.
0: What's your take on the, the analytics revolution?
2: Uh, I think it's going in a good route. You know, I definitely think there's a lot of good, you know, new, new analytics out there that, you know, have helped a lot of college college baseball players and pro player pro players. Um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely going in the right direction, and I definitely think, you know, you know there's a lot more out there that you know I, I can definitely learn and others can learn. it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of just diving more into that book and, you know, kind of learning more of the uh, analytics side of, of baseball.
0: In the next 10, 15 years, do you feel like even teams at the mid-major collegiate baseball level are going to have an in-house analytics and data guy? Ooh,
2: yeah, I think – I think so, yeah. Um, I definitely think at some point, you know, especially at our level, we'll start to – you'll start to see um, some coaches that just are strictly analytic. Um, I know some Division two schools out there actually have some analytic-only coaches. Um, and I think it's a little bit more normal now at the mid-major level. You know, you see it a lot at the, at the Power Five level. But I think shortly – I wouldn't be shocked if almost every mid-major school had it. So,
0: what is your worst habit?
2: Worst habit? Uh, I don't even know if I have a, like a worst habit. Probably not cleaning my shoes when I should. I I, I don't know. That's that's a battle.
0: <laughs> I knew it was going to be shoe-related. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use
2: probably snapchat or instagram
0: what's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in
2: my sophomore year me and my friend got in a car accident we were going onto the highway so we were emerging um and my friend never saw the car next to him and we kind of hit them and it was a pretty pretty bad crash but you know everybody was okay and You know, it just at the time when you get in that accident, it kind of just freaks you out. So that was probably most terrifying.
0: What is your idea of happiness?
2: Probably uh, any holiday, spending time with my family. You know, I'm a big family guy and I like to spend time with my family, even though I don't really get to go home much. But, you know, anytime I get to spend time with my family, you know, I I enjoy that. So,
0: what is your idea of misery?
2: Being alone. I cannot stand being alone. I hate it. I don't know why i just i just can't be alone
0: so quarantine's not great for you
2: no no i've been i've been trying to stay busy um my girlfriend's been here for a while so i've been hanging out with her and then um i picked up a job just to make you know a little extra money so i've been i've been staying busy
0: what makes you self-conscious
2: probably my ears uh when i was growing up i had i had really big ears and i kind of kind of grew into them but when i was younger my head was so small. My ears were so big. It just, it, it didn't look right. So,
0: What is the most embarrassing song you love?
2: Probably a Taylor Swift song. Probably. uh,
0: Noticing that's popular at baseball.
2: Some of her songs are just catchy. I know like sometimes I'll be in the car and I'll hear one. And I'm like, dang, this is kind of a good song. And, and I just let it ride. I just let it play. So I don't really change it. I probably one of her songs, to be honest.
0: How would you prefer to die?
2: Probably in my sleep, just so I'm not suffering or whatever. Yeah, in my sleep, probably.
0: If, if you were reincarnated, reincarnated, what would you like, like to, come to come back, back as, as, and why? why?
2: Could it be a person?
0: Sure, be anything. Nick Saban. But why Nick Saban?
2: <laughs> uh, he's just he's just the goat. He's probably one of the best. Oh, probably he is the best college football coach ever. Um. And, just his work, work ethic and just things like that, you know, I just would see – I want to see what it's like to be him. So,
0: What might prompt you to lie?
2: If one of my friends got in trouble and they needed to get out of something, I know that's probably bad to say, but uh, if they needed to get out of something, probably lie for them just so they could get out of it.
0: What makes you hopeful?
2: Probably seeing our freshmen grow out of their shell through the course of the year. Um, they come in pretty shy and, you know, don't really talk to many people just because they don't, they don't really know each other that well and seeing them break out of their shell a little bit and, you know, kind of enjoy each other kind of makes me hopeful. So
0: what is our purpose in life?
2: I think everyone's got a different purpose in life. Um, I know that's kind of the normal, I guess, a different, a different answer, but you know, my, I think my purpose in life is just to help people and, you know, you know, try to, aid them and get, help them get better at whatever it is, I guess, baseball uh, right now. But, yeah, just for me, I guess, just to help people.
0: Regardless of who it is, what question would you like to ask our next guest?
2: Let's go with what's your favorite movie. What's yours? Uh, I got two. I got uh, – so my first probably is Green Mile with Tom Hanks. And then my second is American Gangster with uh, Denzel.
0: Boy, two movies that could not be more different.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big movie guy. Uh, I started a movie collection probably like three or four years ago. Um, I don't know. I just love movies. Um, anything but a hard film. I'm not big on horror films. Uh, I'll watch them, but they just they don't pull me in like the rest of the movies do. So,
0: have you seen that five? perfect movies hashtag thing that's going around?
2: I have not, no.
0: What would be five perfect movies for you?
2: Ooh, five perfect movies. So I'm going to have to go with The Green Mile, American Gangster, Shawshank Redemption, uh, have you seen The New Joker? Yeah. I'm going to have to put that on there. Ooh, and my fifth... Let's go with Goodfellas on the fifth one.
0: That, that, that is a much, much better, better Casey, case my podcast. podcast I, I did this difficult. earlier. Neither, Neither one, one of us picked, picked, picked anything, anything as good as, as, as that. As man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elliot, man, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, spending a few minutes with me. Uh, appreciate all you do. Hopefully we'll all get back together and be out of this sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. You
1: guys have a good one. We dig tunnels. Can't you see we getting money up under you? Can't you see the proper jets flying over
0: you? may Maybach a sickery. What we we'll do Jay is chilling. Yay is chilling.
2: What more can I say? We killing them p- Hold up before we end this campaign. As you can see, we embodied the damn lambs. Lord, please let them accept the things that can't change. And prayed it all of their pain be champagne.
0: Thanks to Elliot McComings for taking a few minutes out of his day to talk to us and uh, share his perspective about a lot of different things, ostopy and otherwise. As we turn our attention now to another week of desperately clinging to anything interesting to do, say, or talk about, Casey?
1: The match. The match number two
0: match number two
1: tiger, tiger versus uh phil mickelson plus With peyton manning and tom brady pretty exciting
0: well i know which side of this you're going to be on so i guess i'll play contrarian
1: well i mean the one side has my favorite golfer in tiger woods and my favorite athlete in peyton manning so i'm i'm pretty firmly cemented in on that side um yeah i I I would pay large amounts of money to watch Tiger and Peyton play golf together.
0: Well, here's gonna be the thing is in practically everything they've ever done, Tom Brady has owned Peyton Manning. I expect this to be no different. Except
1: for in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, if one guy's got a lot of rings and the other guy's Peyton.
1: Peyton Manning's got a winning record against Tom Brady in the playoffs.
0: That's cool, buddy. Hey. Can you tell me which has, like, 19 Super Bowl wins and which one's Peyton Manning?
1: Tom Brady's never beaten Peyton Manning and won the Super Bowl in the same season. Cool. Could
0: could you you still share with me who's got all those Super Bowl rings?
1: He's never beaten Peyton to do it, so. Cool, buddy. That's cool. The golf. I think Peyton is better at, at golf than Tom Brady, and then.
0: You ever hear about Tom Brady being much of a golfer?
1: Right, that's that's kind of my thing. You see, like you see Peyton out playing golf a lot. He's also retired, which helps. But last time they did this, Mickelson beat Tiger on like the fourth playoff hole, which I think those two is kind of a toss up. If I don't know, I don't know what the style we're going to play here. But you've got to think Manning and Woods are favorites. Mm,
0: I'm I'm going with I'm going with Phil and Brady.
1: You can go with them, but I'm saying that the Vegas, in Vegas, Tiger and Peyton are going to be the going to be the favorites.
0: You say so. All right, another thing for us to argue about: the ultimate Game of Thrones squad. Casey sent me this last night. He's got some really bad opinions about it. I'll let him go first.
1: Uh, I'll I'll read it. I'll read it off to you first. So you've got to pick a leader, a person that brings some magic to the table, a strategist, a fighter, and the muscle. Uh, it's one of those things where you have fifteen dollars to build like a squad. So uh, for the leader, you can. I'm going to pick. I'm going to spend five dollars and get Daenerys Targaryen because she is the only person that brings dragons to the table. And that's that's about all I need to say on that because uh, I like Jon Snow, but not not bringing dragons to the table. Uh, number two, you got to pick a ma- person that brings some magic. I'm going with Jequin Hager. Is that how you say his name? I don't remember how to say his name. He's one of the many-faced men. Uh, he, I mean, he doesn't get killed in the show. And he's, he's not only going to be able to bring the magic of the many-faced god, but he can also fight a little bit, which Samuel Tarly Braun or Brand cannot do. Those are terrible choices. Brand for $5 is a waste of money.
0: Yeah, that that was my first thought as well. I was like, I'm not sure I'd spend a dollar on
1: him. Melisandre's too unstable for me, too.
0: She may ask me to uh, burn a child at the stake, and I'm not sure I'm in for that.
1: Yeah, and then Master burn, he's the old guy from the Night's Watch, right?
0: No, he's the, um, he's the one, uh, Cersei's dude.
1: Oh, he's he- the, relig- the religious guy.
0: Yeah, that's how it's are th- He's the one who uh, did Dragon Crossbow.
1: Yeah, he brings people back to life. No, yeah, um, I'll take the many-faced man. Uh, pretty simple there. Strategist, I'm gonna spend the five dollars on Tywin Lannister, um, simply because I don't trust any of the other choices. Robb Stark and Alina Tyrell both get killed, so they're they're out. Uh, Tyrion would be my second choice for two dollars, but I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't think I'm putting my faith in him. And then Littlefinger is probably going to sell you out at some point, so he's obviously off the table. So that puts me at $13 going into my last two picks, which, easy. I'll take $1 Braun, Sir at the Blackwater. Um, Ari is a 15-year-old girl. I don't think I'm going to pick her for $3. And also, I just don't have money at this point. And then finally, I'll take Torment Giant Spain for the Muscle for
0: $1. You know, we... We actually had very similar choices in a lot of respects where I did not expect that to be the case.
1: What, what you got? Let's hear it. So, so I went with Tormund, Tormund for, for muscle and I, I went, went with, uh, with uh, the, the mini-face face dude for, for magic. magic. So I think those are both good value picks. Yeah, they're they're very good value picks for all Later, the muscle too. The only muscle to me that stands out above the others is one one the giant, but he gets killed.
0: Yeah, I wanted him, but I also kind of wanted him after he came back and uh, was a uh,
1: Nightwalker's Nightwalker, yeah. White yeah. Walker zombie.
0: Yeah, yeah. When he was a White Walker, that seemed like something half, but they also seemed difficult to control. For my leader, I went with Jon Snow.
1: Dragons weren't involved, I would if if you're telling me i get the, don't get the dragons with Daenerys, I'm picking jumps
0: I mean, just from her leadership, it's not it's not great. I'm I'm not gonna am not gonna be not not gonna lie to you. It's it's bad. It's, it's it's really, really not good at all. And then I think for my I think for my fighter, I almost feel compelled to go with Oberyn Martell.
1: He he was pretty good, told the Hound, you know. Squished his head like a grape? Squished his head like a (laughs) grape.
0: Yeah, you know, it's not not the best. And then for strategy, I'll go Tyrion Lannister. Uh, there, There aren't a lot of winners in that group. Not many come out but of. Tywin never got
1: beaten strategy, and that's what I'm gonna bank on. Just make sure you lock the door when you go to the bathroom, Tywin.
0: Yeah, he uh, it's hard to get past that death.
1: I'll pick. There's some. If anybody picks Bran as their magic, you're just wrong. He's the king, which is a problem in itself, but. He he is just a terrible choice.
0: Have you been watching The Last Dance? I have. What are your thoughts?
1: It's fun. It's it's interesting. It's sports, which is nice. Um and different. It's nice different, <laughs> yeah. Um I mean it's just it's fun to see some some unseen footage.
0: I, I think my favorite things through the first two episodes, one, Dean Smith coaching practice in a tie like he's the assistant vice principal of your high school and the real coach had to go to a doctor's appointment that day and he's just kind of watching over you.
1: I did enjoy that.
0: And then I'm watching this with my wife who did not know about Jordan's pathological competitiveness and is unsure now if she really likes Michael Jordan as a person.
1: Yeah, the people that didn't know what kind of person Michael Jordan was before, that just didn't want to
0: know. Well, it's it's one of those things that never, like, you didn't have to look hard to learn that he was a psychopathic competitor who absolutely could, aside from those last three seasons, he absolutely could not, could not stand teammates who were not as good as him because he couldn't understand why people weren't as good as him from all accounts. And then I think uh, he went and played minor league baseball poorly and something clicked What? Oh, not everybody is amazing at everything. And he came back and he was a little more, uh, a little more level on the
1: whole thing. One thing I'm keeping track of during this, I'm not, LeBron James is the best player in my opinion. And it's, not anti-Michael Jordan, that's just what I think. But the thing that annoys me with a lot of the sports media is older, so they're all pro-Michael Jordan. The things that Michael Jordan has done, did in his career that they've shown in this, that the sports media would just destroy LeBron for doing. I've, I'm keeping a track of that. The number one thing on the list was Michael Jordan saying he wouldn't play for another coach if they got rid of Phil Jackson. If, if, when LeBron goes through coaches, he is just a terrible – terrible person to coach and play for. But when Michael Jordan does it, oh, he's just competitive and wants Phil Jackson.
0: Well, I think, too, that Jordan had good... I won't say good coaches. I think before Phil showed up, he had been coached adequately. And LeBron has never had very many good coaches. I mean, Spolsha, I will... I will say Spo is a pretty good coach, as he's proven both before and after LeBron. But, like, Mike Brown, not very good. Ty Lu, he's not very good.
1: Vogel and Jason Kidd aren't good right now.
0: I think Vogel is fine. I
1: Better than David Blatt.
0: I think Black got a raw deal. I think he was fine, but it... Didn't it wound up not working for a bunch of reasons?
1: The second thing on my list, though, is uh, MJ playing golf with Danny Ainge the day before a playoff series. That
0: was a fun story.
1: Can you imagine if LeBron with the dinner with Steph Curry the night before a playoff game? I mean, good lord, they would. LeBron's not competitive. He doesn't care. He's not interested. But Jordan goes and plays golf with Danny Ainge, and it's all whatever. Nobody, nobody cares. But that's just because guys like Stephen A. Smith are. 50 years old and would do anything to protect Michael Jordan.
0: Are they doing two parts each Sunday? Is that what I'm getting? I believe
1: so. Okay.
0: Very much looking forward to this Sunday.
1: I think it's the Rodman episodes. So buckle up. Yeah. Uh, That's,
0: it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Uh, All right. Introduce your next thing.
1: Uh, What are we talking about next? We got, uh, Oh, hashtag five perfect movies. That was going around a couple of days ago. Uh, I'll let you go first this time.
0: Oh, you will? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. My first one I think is going to be lock stock and two smoking barrels.
1: That's the name of the movie.
0: That's the name of the movie. It's an early guy, Ritchie movie. Um, it's got Jason Statham in one of his very first roles, uh, a uh, who's who of English character actors gritty crime comedy, all kinds of fun i I think it's the best movie.
1: I just literally um, never heard of that
0: Wow, wow <laughs> all
1: right what what else you got?
0: No, no, you go we're gonna alternate. we'll go back and forth.
1: oh, uh, I've got inglorious bastard just never one.
0: Hmm, that's a good pick. I think I'd have had it somewhere down the list a little bit
1: but- i just love that movie. It is. I've never not enjoyed watching it.
0: See, that's how I am about Block, uh, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I've, if I want to watch something that I know I'm going to love, I put that on.
1: See, that's how I am with Glorious Bastards. It's it's so good with Brad Pitt as Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and it's it's at the top of my list. So it was the easiest choice I made.
0: My next one, I'll take Wonder
1: Woman. Ooh, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. What? I haven't. I'm still wow. working on the Marvels, remember?
0: That's true. And it you don't don't feel compelled to watch the rest of the D C stuff either because yeah, a lot of it's bad. But, I like the
1: Batman movies. I almost had one on my list. I almost had the Dark Knight. But.
0: Well that's not that's not that That's not D C that's not that version of it. Those those three are standalones for Christopher Nolan. That are not uh, part of Wonder Woman and Superman and all that stuff. It's it it's complex. it's complicated.
1: Number two, I've got Gladiator.
0: Mm. Okay, so Gladiator, yes, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, which I think came out the same year. you would never seen?
1: No. <sighs> Gladiator's good. I'll put it on my list.
0: Gladiator's is very good. I enjoyed it immensely.
1: Okay, well, you're lost since it took you so long.
0: Oh, I wasn't going to pick
1: it. Okay, well, what do you got for number three?
0: Number three, I think I'm going to take The Grand Budapest Hotel.
1: Another one? Never seen. So are you just picking the five movies you've seen? No, I'm picking the five movies I like, but I mean... I don't know. I just never seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't even know what. I mean, I assume it's about the at Budapest Hotel.
0: Well done, boy. So what I'm doing basically is giving you things to uh, to watch. I'm 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 yeah. I'm filling out your movie to do list.
1: All right, number three. I've got Ocean's Eleven.
0: Ooh, that's a good, good choice. Good pick. I like that. I'm kicking myself that I didn't think of that. All Star Cat. A, a true, true all-star cast. Oh, oh, that's got me reeling now, because that, that's a good That's a good pick.
1: It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I just thought of another one that I might have to add in. I don't know where I'm going to put it, though. All right, go ahead. All right,
0: I'm on four now.
1: Yeah, we're on four.
0: All right, got to go with Tombstone.
1: That's Sam Elliott, right? Yes. Okay, okay, so I know what it is. I've just never watched it.
0: Well, you need to rectify that.
1: I do love Sam Elliott, so I did make myself watch the Sam Elliott movie, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Bigfoot. And if you think about watching that one, there's not very much killing of Hitler or Bigfoot in the movie, but you know, that's it's just in the title.
0: Hmm. That's really feels like there's some misleading things there.
1: They they are secondary plots in the movie. Which <laughs>
0: That's a choice.
1: I, I went into it expecting Rambo meets Hitler meets Bigfoot meets Sam Elliott killing them. And
0: and not what happened?
1: It wasn't.
0: That's a real bummer.
1: It was sad. All right, number four. On my list, I have Saving Private Ryan.
0: Uh, I thought about that. I thought about a couple of different war.
1: But Maybe. I just thought of another movie, and I think I might replace it. I might put Armageddon in that spot. Really? Yeah. Really? Is that on your list?
0: I would not have had Armageddon. Gosh, I can't remember the last time I watched Armageddon.
1: Armageddon's a good one. I don't know. I just thought of it. It might be. It... I'll probably stick with Saving Private Ryan, but I'm I'm considering that one now. Wow.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, then I guess my last one: Deadpool. Gotta be Deadpool.
1: Deadpool is good. Deadpool's good. See, I kinda went comedy direction for my last one too, and I put Anchorman.
0: That's a good pull too.
1: I was uh, like, I need to have some some fun on this list and Will Ferrell as Lonberg and he brings the heat.
0: I did actual papers that I got grades on in college about Anchorman and the various modes of journalistic Integrity or lack thereof that they used.
1: Do you have any uh, honorable mentions sitting right at the end of your list you want to share?
0: Uh, Interstellar, I really like. I um, didn't like that. I mean, Fight Club. It's hard to go wrong with Fight Club. Right. Yeah. Fight Club. They're both. They're both great movies, but it feels like you got to kind of got to be in a mood to watch them. And the ones that I went with, ultimately, I could. I could sit down and just watch them right now. In fact, I may. I may, as soon as we're done with this, pop one of them on.
1: I've got Revenge of the Sith as my next one off the list.
0: Hmm. I probably would have had Empire just because it's the classic.
1: Revenge of the Sith just has everything. And I love Anakin when he gets all. Um, just. I just like that one. That's my. That's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Well, at least you
0: didn't say episode one.
1: I've got Inception sitting right there off the list, too.
0: You know, I recently did a rewatch of that and enjoyed it a lot more than I feel like I did the first time around.
1: You've got to pay attention. You know, you'll get lost in it real quick.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Speaking of getting lost, I feel like we've kind of lost the thread of the narrative here. So let's wrap this up with uh, a plug for Gov's Give Back. Uh, In lieu of doing Gov's Give, which is our annual uh, support fund for all the different programs across the university, obviously we specifically focus on athletics here, Um, we're doing Gov's Give Back this year. That's more of an opportunity to help uh, people who have been impacted by COVID-19, whether it's through – loss of anything really Uh, a lot of people have especially our students and our student athletes who are in in limbo no different than the rest of us uh they've they've lost a lot they're having to do a lot to make ends meet and to keep up with their studies and everything else so uh if you got a little bit of got a little bit of extra money sitting around during all this um Obviously, I think everybody, I know everybody's been affected by this in different ways. We are both very thankfully still employed uh, and able to, to make a little contribution. But if if anybody out there can, can help out, not just with our student athletes, but with the students across the board, it would be huge. I'm trying to find that link. Casey, do you happen to know what it is?
1: It uh, should
0: be on Twitter. Yeah, that's where I'm looking. Oh, that's uh, com slash athletics, And whatever you can do will go a long way to supporting everybody uh, during this trying time. That'll about wrap it up for us this week. Obviously, no community service really organized. If you can get out and help out, please do so. Uh, but otherwise stay home, just stay home. Keep staying home. The longer we stay home, the more we stay home, better we're going to be in the long run. Once we
1: can finally get back out. Um, no one's taken the show challenge yet either. If anybody still wants to,
0: anybody wants to catch those thumbs.
1: Mm, we can yeah. stream it on Twitch. We can stream it on Twitch and everything. We can, we can make it an event.
0: I have never understood stream, I've never understood Twitch in relation to watching other people play video games I was, that was my I know I'm old moment when it was like you you, you can watch people play video games what else, what well, else can you do that
1: would be a cool thing to do, just stream it on Twitch with some former Austin P athletes and you know, current athletes, just get them on there, play a game of the show and uh, make a video
0: you'd have to watch your language I
1: imagine Remy says you get a little riled up when I'm playing, he, R- R- Remy, Remy gets more angry playing the show than I do I'm not here to cause fights.
0: Anyway, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website, letsgopecom slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Uh, take Casey up on that offer of getting beaten, and it'll be the show. Tweet at us. I'm at C Wilson 225 He's at c underscore Craig19. Love yourselves, love each other. Talk to you next week. Oh. Goodbye.
1: Oh Okay, okay, okay Ah
2: Oh Hey, I'm trying to get See, uh, you C-R-U-R Tell them how we gonna go ah! Tell them why they don't